You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. Good to have you with us. Listen, we're going to have a, t- a great time of learning. I want to thank you for taking this learning journey with me. I'm in my leadership edition of the How to Win. Listen, we're talking leadership. I want to inspire you. I want to motivate you. I want to equip you to lead on a high level. I began some time ago a series entitled Leading Yourself. First Timothy 4, 16 is our background text. Leading yourself is the first step to leading others. First step leading yourself. There are four parts in this series. We've already concluded one part. We talked in part one about personal awareness or self-awareness. We're in the second part of the series, and we're talking about personal integrity, personal integrity. And this is our third lesson. Each one of these lessons has a subtopic. And today we're going to be talking about the paradox of power, the paradox of power, talking about integrity now. the paradox of power. Now, if you've been taking this journey with me, I do another podcast. And then when, when, in one of my other podcasts, I taught on the essence of leadership. And I brought up this term, the paradox of power. And this is how I define it. I said that the paradox of power is that you become more powerful when you give your power away. That was in that series. Now I'm going to talk, I'm going to do a whole subject, a whole lesson on the paradox of power. And I'm going to hit it from a a different angle today because we're talking about integrity. We're talking about your inner, uh, your inward parts, as we've learned. Integrity has to do with your private life your private life. And we said that integrity is when your private self or private life matches your public life or your public self. That's wholeness, the paradox of power. We're going to look at a, a man in the Old Testament who was the first king of Israel. And this man named was Saul. He had been selected. The people wanted a king. So God selected a king for them. And his name was Saul. The unfortunate uh, conclusion of Saul's life is that he lost his kingship. He literally lost his mind. He lost his integrity. He lost his character. Oh, just a sad story, sad story. Now watch this. I want you to hear what the Spirit of God said through Samuel to Saul at the end, toward the end of his, his, his leadership, stewardship. 
even after at the end when God rejected him from being king. Samuel is speaking. 1 Samuel 15, 23 through 24, and I want to quote it from the New Living Translation. It says, rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols. So because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. Then Saul admitted to Samuel, yes, I have sinned. I disobeyed your instructions and the Lord's command, for I was afraid of the people and did what they demanded. Now notice what he said. I was afraid of the people. I disobeyed you. I disobeyed God because I was afraid of the people and did what they they demanded. Now, we're talking about the paradox of power. And we're talking about power in the context of integrity. Now, we talked about honesty. Now we're talking about power. Power. How we manage power. I like words and I like to define words in, in my lessons because I want you, the listener, and, and me to get on the same page. So let's look at our words. So let's talk about what a paradox is. Let's talk about power. And then let's talk about the paradox of power in the context of this series, not the essence of a leader. We're adding a different shade to this paradox. So what is a paradox? Simple definition of paradox is a situation, person, or thing that combines contradictory feature, features or qualities. I'll give that to you again. A paradox is a situation, person, or thing that combines contradictory features or qualities. Here's a paradoxical statement. You say, you like change and you like routine. Now notice, you like change and you like routine. Those are contradictory qualities. Here's another statement. You want to live somewhere else, but there's no place like home. You want to live somewhere else, but there's no place like home. Notice how contradictory qualities or features are combined. That's a paradox. Now, let's talk about power. Let's talk about power. Power is the capacity or the ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. That's a good definition. Power is the capacity and that's what you're a leader. So you want to walk in power with integrity and power is the capacity or the ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. Power, secondly, means to have control over one's environment. And then thirdly, power is the ability to influence the course of events. 
I like the first definition best. Power is the capacity or the ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. There's some associate words when we, you and I, think of power. We are led to think of status. We're led to think of prestige. And we're led to think of wealth. These are associate words. Status is a form of power. Status is about our ranking or position in society, or our ranking position in the church world in comparison to and in relations to others. So status always has to do with how I rank, what my position is in relation or in comparisons to others. Okay. Prestige is high standing or estimation in the eyes of others. How I look in the eyes of others, prestige. And then wealth. Wealth is the amount of valuable assets or economic goods that have been accumulated, usually in abundance, uh, over a period of time. Wealth. Now, we're talking about the paradox of power, and we're going to inject or interject Saul into this whole mix of leadership principles because we have to lead and manage power with integrity. Now, listen at this. I gave you a, a definition of the paradox of power in the the, the series, The Essence of Leadership. People become more powerful when they give their power away. Now, listen at the paradox in this context that we're talking about. The paradox of power is that it can save life. It can bring benefit and blessing to people and to the world. Yet, on the other hand, power can tarnish reputations. It can undermine influence. It can bring hurt and pain to people. It can bring destruction to the world. The paradox of power. On the one hand, it can bring benefit and blessings. On the, others, it, on the other hand, it can literally tarnish your reputation. It can diminish your influence. It can bring hurt and pain to people, destruction to the world, the paradox of power. Power, on the one hand, can be gained through virtuous behaviors. People can gain power through collaboration, through openness, fairness, and sharing. But there's a strange th dynamic that takes place it seems that as people rise up the ladder of success, it, the power, can distort the way they see themselves and can distort the way they treat people. I'll say that again.
this paradox, the, the, the combination or combining of contradictory qualities is that this power can be gained through virtuous behavior. It can be gained through collaboration. It can be gained through openness and fairness and sharing. And you get the power. You get the prestige. You get the status. You get the wealth. But another dynamic tends to happen is that as a person began to go up the ladder of success, that same power can distort the way they see themselves can distort the way they treat others. Now, research has shown this. Now, listen at this. Research has shown that the powerful are more likely to engage in rude, selfish, and unethical behavior. Now, listen at this. Research has shown that the that the powerful people who have power the powerful are more likely now we're going to see they don't have to but more likely to engage in rude selfish and unethical behavior we're going to trace Saul's degeneration Saul degenerated into a raging maniac, unethical behavior, attempting to totally destroy, murder David, power, misuse of power, drove David to try to, drove Saul to try to destroy David. Now, listen at this, but power is morally neutral. Explain that, Mike. Explain that for me. Say that power is morally neutral. In other words, like wealth, gasoline, nuclear power, nuclear energy, power is morally neutral. It is what you do with the power that's either good or bad. For example, God has power. In fact, he has more power than any person anywhere. But he's never in danger of being corrupted by the power that he has. So you can have power and not be corrupted by it because the power like gasoline, is morally neutral. Gasoline can power your automobile. Gasoline, strike a match and throw it somewhere. It can literally burn down a house. But it's morally neutral. That's the way power is. Here's the truth of the matter is God wants us, you and I, to have power. We're talking about integrity now. You're going to see how this fits. God wants us to have power. Deuteronomy 8.18 says that he gives us the power to get with. He wants us to have power. Now, let's talk about King Saul. The scripture communicates 
that Saul was extremely humble at the beginning of his calling, extremely humble, submitted to authority, had somewhat of a shy personality. When the time came for him to be crowned as king, he was in hiding. They had to go find him. Even after Samuel had shared with him that he was to be the leader of the nation of Israel, uh, ancient Israel, he was to be the first king, and yet they had to find him. He was in hiding. Extremely humble person. God selected him, but his degeneration took place over a period of years. Now watch this. It was first the work of independence, talking about the degeneration of power. It was first the work of independence. At one time, he was submitted to Samuel, his mentorship, his coaching. He would look to Samuel for spiritual guidance and direction, but he moved into a place of independence, then pride, then disobedience, then excuse-making, then justification, finally to rebellion and a loss of power. In the end, now listen at this, this is sad. In the end, Saul, King Saul, was more concerned about his public image, how he looked to people, than he was in pleasing God. Even after God had rejected him as king, 1 Samuel 15, verse 30, even after he had gotten the termination notice that his kingship had ended, he asked Samuel, please don't leave me. Go back with me so the people feel all right about me. If they see you with me, they'll feel better about me. Now, this is after the man had lost. He, he had the termination notice that he was, God had rejected him. But he was more concerned about the his public image and how the people thought about him than pleasing God. Power is morally neutral. It is how you use it that determines whether it is good or bad. But, but the use of power, listen to me, is an integrity issue. That's why I brought it up. We're talking about personal integrity. We first wanted to define it. Then secondly, we wanted to talk about honesty. You can't talk about integrity without talking about honesty, not lying, not cheating, not manipulating. But, but power and how we utilize power, because leaders have power. Leaders have the capacity, we define it, and the ability to direct and influence the behavior of people, and we have to use this power with integrity. Or if we don't use it with integrity, we bring pain and hurt to people, destruction to in the world. So we have to master the power. We have to master the power. 
Now, there are a lot of things that destroy people. Dishonesty, we talked about honesty. In our next session, we're going to talk about sex. Sex destroys leaders. But we're talking about power. So in our concluding time today, how do we master power? How, how do we master the power? Because we're praying for growth. We're praying for increase. And whether it's business, whether it's in the church, whether you're a pastor or, or whatever, the growth and the increase and the influence brings you power. As things grow, you have the capacity, greater capacity to influence the behavior of people. So how are you going to manage that power? You're praying for it. Maybe you need to be praying about your stewardship of the power. Because if you continue to walk with God, he's going to give you power. He wants you to have power. But how do we master it? I think that we master power through two uh, primary keys. Understanding and practice. Say that. Understanding and practice. Come on, say it one more time. Understanding and practice. We master power first through understanding. Proverbs 4, 7, New King James Version says that wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. But with all you're getting, get understanding. God wants you to have power. He wants your business to grow. He wants your ministry to grow. He wants whatever you're over to grow. And with that growth comes power. And you have to master it. You have to master the power because the same power can bring destruction and pain to you and others. You and others. Now, understanding. Now watch this. You need to understand two things. Number one, you need to understand to master power, you need to understand that power is a stewardship gift to serve people. Write that down. Make a mental note of that. Say that after me. Power is a stewardship gift to serve people. Power is a stewardship gift. It is something that God gives you. He gives it to you and you're a steward of it. You're to manage the power. We talked about leading people, but it, you're to manage the power. It's a stewardship gift. God is going to hold you accountable how, of how you manage the power. The power. How do you manage that power? It's a stewardship gift. You have to understand that power is a stewardship gift to serve people, not to get people to serve you. God gives you power. And it's a stewardship gift to serve others, not to get them to serve you. 
Secondly, you must understand that power is a stewardship gift to honor and glorify God. God is giving you this gift to, to influence people, their behavior, to move them certain in certain ways. And it's a gift that God gave you, and he wants you to honor him and glorify him, not yourself. That's not why he gave you the power. He didn't give you the power so you can be up on the hill and look down on everybody. Look down on everybody. Now, listen at this. If power is a stewardship gift, the moment you assume ownership, because stewardship means you're managing something that belongs to somebody else. Ownership means it's yours. The moment you assume ownership of power, you will lose it. Make a note of that. The moment you assume ownership, and that's what Saul did. He assumed ownership of the power. And when people assume ownership of the power, they, they have a distortion of the way they see themselves and they're distorted in the way they see, they treat other people. So they believe that they can do whatever they want. You go over here. I can do this. I can fire you. I can do whatever I want to do regardless to anything because I have power. The moment you assume ownership, you'll lose it. Lucifer lost it, Saul lost it, Nebuchadnezzar lost it, Judas lost it, the moment you assume ownership. So there's something that you must understand. And then secondly, you must practice something. Philippians 4, 9 in the New Living Translation, Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, he said, keep putting into practice all you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. He said, keep putting it in practice. Some things you have to understand and some things you have to practice. Now, you have to practice what some call the three ethics of good power. You have to practice the three ethics of power. Gratitude, empathy, and generosity. If you'll practice gratitude, if you'll practice being grateful for the position, grateful for the prestige, grateful for the privilege, grateful for the wealth that may have come with the power, you're grateful because you understand that God is the source of it. Gratitude, gratitude will help you to master. Practice gratitude. Practice thanking God. Thank him for your position. Thank him for your leadership. Thank him for your inspiration, your ability to inspire people. Thank him for the influence. Thank him for the people looking up to you. Thank God for it. Don't think that you're so special. No, thank God for it. Then empathy. The three basic kinds of empathy, emotional empathy, is the ability to feel what someone else feels. Cognitive empathy is the ability to understand another's perspective. And then emphatic, 
emphatic concern is a form of empathy. It is the ability to sense what another person needs from you. When you're putting yourself in other pe people's place, you won't mistreat them. You won't mishandle them. When you put yourself in their place, you'll listen to them. Even though you have power, you will listen because of cognitive empathy, the ability to understand another person's perspective. Empathy, gratitude, empathy, and generosity. If you're constantly giving, the power won't master you. You will master the power. The power won't master you. You will master the power if you're a generous person. Listen, I'm out of time. I trust that you're being blessed. Think about it. Question. What stood out in this lesson? Was there an aha, an aha moment? Was there something that you heard today that maybe you didn't know or you didn't realize or you heard it in a different light? What can you take from this lesson and use it to make changes in your life? What can you use to apply it in your life? Listen, I speak blessings over you. I declare that your leadership is going to another level. And again, I want to thank you for taking this leadership journey with me. Listen, we're going to pick up right here next time. And I pray you have a successful rest of the week. Thank you.